develop your ego and get all comfy, comfy with it. Now, that sounds kind of odd, doesn't it? I mean, the, the ego seems like something that we should resist, right? Or is it? Today, we are digging into all things Enneagram and ego. Welcome to another episode of Happy Brain. My name is Heather Parody, and thank you for joining us as we explore the fun side to mental health by digging into the simple hacks and fun tips to make your mental health journey more enjoyable and your brain a little happier. Erin Abate is a people strategist helping business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs find their wildest selves in life and in work so they may live to their fullest potential. I mean, sign me up. Okay, Erin. Okay. Today, we're going to be talking about how to develop your ego and how this is going to make your brain happy. But before we get started, if you haven't done so yet, we have a survey for listeners. We want to make this show thebomb.com and we need your help to do it. Go to survey.happybrain.fm or you can clicky click the link in the show notes. Drop your thoughts, drop your ideas. And as a big old thank you, we're going to be drawing some names for some gift cards to those of you who participate. So, I mean, come on, come on. It's going to make your ego happy. Speaking of ego, what up, Erin? How you doing? When she told me that developing your ego, that getting comfortable with it would make your brain happy, I was intrigued. But let's talk about the ego real quick. What do you mean by ego? Ego for a lot of us, we understand the word around maybe being egotistical, right? Like it's sort of an inflated sense of self. That's what we common commonly hear. But when we think about ego, it's really our attachment to identity, which is in sort of understanding personality. It's the mask that we wear to protect the most tender parts of ourselves, right? We learn habits and behaviors. We learn to be a certain way as a way to feel most safe in the world, to fit in in the world. So the construct of personality is formed when we're when we're young in childhood as a protective mechanism. And it's protecting our identity, which is ego, right? And that's the sort of tender thing that gets hurt when somebody gives us feedback in a hard way or, you know, rejects yeah. us. Or it's this thing that we try to protect with the the behaviors that we've developed. Just like with everything, it's got, it's a spectrum. It's got a high side and a low side. It's part of our gifting. Also, when we do too much of anything, (laughs) it becomes problematic. And you have three steps to help keep this in check. Yeah. And I use the Enneagram in some of the steps uh, as a tool to move through it, but you don't have to. You don't have to know anything about the Enneagram. You don't have to know anything about your personality type, right? Or you could use a, a million different tools to help you move through it. The framework is just meant to move through it quickly. And I sort of liken ego right? Um, The tender parts of ourselves, developing that, finding space and room for that, like working out at a gym. In order for us to build resilience and strength, we have to sort of rub up against it. Stuff has to ping our ego. So so we have to be triggered. We have to get our feelings hurt in order to learn how to cope with it. Um, We don't cope in isolation. So the whole world becomes our exercise equipment. Uh, and it's hard. It's hard to motivate into that. Why would I do these things that cause me that cause me a little pain or tenderness? And and it is the act of which that I built the resilience. 
this framework has been really helpful for me because our work is to first even be able to notice what we're doing, uh, notice our reactions. And we notice them, what we think about them. We notice how we feel about them emotionally. We notice them in our body, right? Like, oh, why mm-hmm. am I why am I sweaty? Why is my stomach all churning, right? Like I have to notice all of this to then be able to name it. Oh, I'm nervous because I'm talking to Heather about something and I want to do a good job, right? Like I have to notice first, then be able to name it. And the Enneagram can help me name it more quickly as can lots of other tools. So often our world of self-help stops here. I can notice these feelings and I can name them as sadness or grief or rejection. But what do I do next? And our work is to learn how to recover from it, how to repair from it. And so the third part is how we release, how we cycle through. How do I move through the act of what I first noticed, what I learned to name, and how do I move through it? How do I recover and repair? The recovery for me is, down-regulating my nervous system, feeling good in my body. And then repair is how do I take that out into the world and engage it in relationship? How do I, you know, talk to the person I care about and give them feedback that you hurt my feelings without hurting their feelings, (laughs) Yeah. right? And then we just cycle over and over and over again. And just like exercise, we get faster and better at it, right? We still run the same mile. We still have to move through the cycle but my body gets more equipped at cycling through more quickly, right? So it's to first Mm -hmm. notice, then to name, and then to release. And the release is how I recover and repair from it. I I like that you said move through it because a lot of times our resistance comes in like, I need to stop this because this is wrong. This is the bad way to react or whatever. And that's what causes a lot of dysfunction and frustration is because we're resisting that thing that we've that we've named, right? Yep, you got it. You got it. And we all know resistance is futile. And then what actually happens when we resist is we store stress in our body. We store the pinch to our ego, the trigger in our body, and it builds as stress. It builds as hurt. It builds as pain. And it lives there. And we do that so often that it starts to turn into other effects like anxiety or not being able to sleep or, you know, and so the more we can learn to release and move through, the less that stays within us. Let's give an example. So coach me through this. Let me think of something that maybe I'm, what was the first step naming it? Yep. Naming it. So this morning I had someone on my team reach out and there was some miscommunication about something and I haven't had time to fully address it. And so it's caused a lot of stress because my immediate thing is that I want to run and fix everything, but I literally don't have time. And so immediately, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want them to think that I don't care or that this is inefficient or whatever. I feel kind of trapped with that. And it's hard to be fully present because my mind goes there. So that's something that happened this morning that's hard and frustrating. How would I use this to walk through that? That's perfect. And if I were to know your Enneagram type, three. we could put your three. Okay, I was going to guess because that sounded like a three um, <laughs> a, a three experience, right? So that helps me to, to make it faster for you, right? What we would first do is unpack noticing, which you've already done. You feel distracted. You feel like you need to resolve it. Your your interpretation is that, you know, I'm not organized. This is inefficient. Maybe I'm not good at what I do. Yes, right? yes. Notice all of those experiences and then we name it. 
Okay. So we, we take those feelings and we say, okay, what might be true for you, Heather, if you feel as if, you know, not being able to respond right away, not being able to address this, making a mistake, what is, what might be true for you? What could you name about you that, especially as we wrap your beautiful Enneagram three around. Oh, you know, you know, what comes up with that. It's, it's all like a, it's all like a, inadequacy or worse. Bingo. Bingo. And so we hold both of those things. I noticed that I made a mistake or I'm not able to resolve this, or it's not as clean as I would like it to be. And that pings me because it makes me feel like I'm not good enough, that I'm not worthy, that I'm I'm inadequate because what you see about me, my outward perception matters to me. Uh, It's how I show my worth is by being really good. I'm going to hold both of these things as my truth. And my work is to release it. Okay, so I'm going to regulate my body. This is what I do. I would take some big, deep breaths. I would relax my shoulders. I would make sure that instead of pinching downward in my body, I was making sure that my my eyes could look upward. I was open so I could see the possibility. Hmm. And I'd often put my hands on my heart, especially as a heart type, put my hands on my heart. Like making mistakes doesn't make me unworthy. I am already worthy just as I am, right? I would start regulating my body and my emotions, right? Because we know you're a heart type. If you're a head type, we might be regulating your head. As a body type, we might be regulating your body, right? We're going to maybe give ourselves some some pressure, some touch in a way that helps open and relax. And then I center repair. First, I'm going to repair with myself because all of this is happening in me. I'm managing perception, but all I'm doing this to myself. I'm going to take care of this. There will be a solution. And you know what? I'm really good at solution. I'm a three. I'm really good at getting stuff done. This is going to get taken care of and I'm going to be okay. And then, you know, I figure out after I get off this recording, I'm going to go take a minute to myself and then I'm going to go tackle the problem and I'm going to give the people I care about my absolute best. Yeah. And I might be thinking about, hey, y'all, really sorry I messed this up. I don't like doing that. I really value your time. Thanks for, you know, being appreciative or kind about my humanity today (laughs) and um, I got you and here's what it looks like. And then we just keep moving through that cycle. If I if I do what I normally do as a three, and that's just stuff it all the way down and just get to work. Now I'm holding my unworthiness while I'm working. And then my worthiness is tied to that work, not tied to me. So I go do this repair work and they don't notice it. They don't give me the, Heather, you're good. We got you. We really appreciate you. And now all of a sudden you feel pinged again and you're back in this cycle, right? My tender ego gets tied to my external worth. If I move through this, it gets tied to what I do for me, not what you do for me. Connect with Aaron at livingtheenneagram.com. That is linked in the show notes. Before we go, Aaron, Aaron, anything else? I think our biggest work with understanding our ego is to recognize that it's an access to our whole selves. Knowing our Enneagram type is a fixation. It's where we sit. It's where we're small. It's where we've learned to be small. And by embracing that and being tender with it and learning how to use it and move through it, we actually open up and expand and we have more access to the other Enneagram types. Because in reality, 
we're whole humans. And so we should look like this muddled mess of all types, yet we get really good and conditioned at one. And so finding peace with and connecting with and being able to use your ego tenderly is sort of your doorway in to all these other beautiful resources that you have within you. Finding peace and connecting with your ego is your doorway to all the other beautiful resources within you. Is she not awesome? I felt like I went to church and therapy all in one session. Throw her some love. Her website is in the show notes. And listen, y'all, if there's a topic that you would like to see covered on Happy Brain, I want to hear from you. Go over to Instagram, find Happy Brain FM over there, slide to your girls' DMs, and let me know what you would like to see from your favorite mental health podcast. Now, listen, y'all, whether it is using this eye movement to help with your anxiety, finding belonging in an unlikely place, or developing your ego. We just hope you take a moment for yourself today, my friends, and keep that brain of yours happy. Thank you for listening to another episode of Happy Brain. If you enjoyed this, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have an extra second, leave us an honest review over on iTunes or your Apple podcasting app. And until next time, my friends, keep that brain of yours happy.